0: So I, I start a brand new series about the covenant of God in the old and also in the new testament. And today I start with Noah. And the title is Become Successful. I, I think anyone right now in this room, you want to be you want to become successful, right? Because in the beginning of the Bible, God says, God said, Be fruitful, that's pretty easy. And multiply, it's also easy, and do something with the earth. In other words, God has given us the spirit of being successful and doing something in the name of God. I have figured out in the the line of the family of Adam, you see a formula how you can be successful and are you ready for the Adam's family line? Here is Adam's family line, how to become successful. Check this out.
1: This is the written account of Adam's family line. When God created mankind, he made them in the likeness of God. He created them male and female and blessed them. And he named them mankind when they were created. When Adam had lived 130 years, he had a son in his own likeness, in his own image. And he named him Seth. After Seth was born, Adam lived 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Adam lived a total of 930 years and then he died. When Seth had lived 105 years, he became the father of Enosh. After he became the father of Enosh, Seth lived 807 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Seth lived a total of 912 years and then he died. When Enosh had lived 90 years, he became the father of Canaan. After Noah was 500 years old, he became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Oh, sorry, I almost fell
0: asleep. <laughs> you say, what in the world <laughs> has the Adams family line to do to become successful? Thanks for asking me this amazing question. I would say that's not the Bible verse you will pick and choose early in the morning, morning, you're going to a brand new job, right? Or for dating or whatever. That's not the Bible text, right? But in that family line, there is so much nugget and a principle of God Almighty. First, you have to understand in the Hebrew language, in the Hebrew culture, every name had a meaning. And I want to read all those names. Ten names. Adam, Seth, Enosh, Kenan, Maha, Halalal, Yerad, Enoch. Methuselah, Lamech, Noah. If you are looking for a name for your baby, here are 10 options, right? But here's the point. The number 10 in the Bible stands always for a test. Before God judges a world, he gives 10 different tests, the 10 commandments, the ties always a test, right? And now you have to understand when we speak about names, every name has a deep meaning. For example, my name is Leo. And a lot of people, they have no clue, Leo just literally means lion and king. I could be the lion king. Leo means also, when I I preached the very first time in Cambodia, they asked me a question, what's your name? I said, Leo, Pastor Leo. They said, no, you cannot, no, no, you cannot. They started laughing at me and I thought, they're laughing me out because I'm very small. They said, no, no, it's not the reason you're small. I said, why are you laughing at me? I'm a pastor, I'm a man of God, you, you, you don't do that. He said, yeah, you have to understand, Leo means in the Cambodian language underwear. <laughs> that means Pastor Leo from Switzerland, pastor underwear shares the word of God. That means here means lion king in Cambodia underwear. Okay, are you ready? Noah, if you Google, what is the meaning of Adam? Adam means a human being. That's the thing. Now, I want to save a little bit time, and I wrote down from every name the meaning. Are you ready? This is a nugget you have never heard before, and you can Google. It's quite simple. Every name translated means a human being becomes a substitute, a mankind of ransom for the praise of God, he descends, has set up his dwelling place on earth. To his death, he is sent by the submitting of God, our Comforter and Redeemer. Wow. Right in the beginning, in a boring text, there's a message, I am you God, the Redeemer and your Comfort. <laughs> Come on! You never walk alone. When God created you in a mother's womb, the hands of God, the comforter, he was already there with others. You never walk alone. FC Liverpool, you never walk alone. You never walk alone in your life. So often we think, where is God? He's right here, right now. When we speak about the covenant of God, starts with the Adams family line, and the first message, I'm your God, I came down to save you, to forgive you, to redeem you, to be your closest friends of all the friends you can ever have. What happens actually, how can you become successful? First of all, God is with you right in the beginning. God sent the flood and he chose the family of Noah. And here is a quote about when Noah built the ark. Don't be despair if you are not a professional. An amateur built the ark, professionals built the Titanic. <laughs> we have our word when God anoint you, you can do more than you can ever imagine or dream. If you're a professional, God will use you too. It's not the message be a loser, God will anoint you, be a professional. Oh, I'm so sorry, you're too good. God will use anyhow any person in this building, right? Can I hear an amen? But this is very encouraging in the beginning of the Bible. God says, I want to use those people. They are available for his kingdom of God. Noah was with the family for more than a year in the ark. And after a year, when they came out, Adam, uh, he built, Noah built built God an altar. He gave God praise and thanks. In Genesis chapter 9, verse 11 and 13, and check out what God is saying to Noah and also to you and me. Yes, I am confirming my covenant with you. Never again will flood waters kill all living creatures. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. Then God said, "I'm giving you a sign of my covenant with you and all the living creatures for all generations to become." Check out, for all that generations to come, God is saying, it will never end, it doesn't matter if you're a believer or not a believer, for all the generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. Check out, there is is a movement in the world, they copied the rainbow. (laughs) Copyright means the rainbow belongs not to gender agenda, the rainbow belongs to God Almighty. There's a copyright. <laughs> Create your own flags, but don't copy the rainbow because it's copyright by God. It's the sign of my government with you and with all the earth. Hey, check this out. This rainbow, whenever you see a rainbow, is a message. I'm your God in the Adams family line. I'm your comforter. I'm your redeemer. I am with you. And by the way, I will never destroy this earth again. Now comes a sentence, we often, we we don't read it, and here comes the formula, how can we be successful. Genesis chapter eight, verse 22. As long the earth endures, seed time and harvest, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, will never cease. Seed times of harvest will never stop. Sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. If you're a believer, sowing and reaping. If you're not a believer, sowing and reaping will work all the times from generations to come. That's why even though if you're not a believer, you can be super, super successful because this principle applies to everyone. Well, do you understand that? Because it's very important, often we Christians think, we can just be here, I am single, sitting under a palm tree, I'm a desperate single. Not just single, desperate, single, under the palm tree, the sun is up there, God, I need a husband. And you wait, and you think you do nothing, boom! Perfect man, with all the fruits are coming. No, it doesn't work. It starts with a date, with a question, do you want to go out with me? And then, out is this question, becomes a marriage. It's the same principle. If you want to start a church, God will not give you a perfect, complete church. No, he starts with a vision, with a dream. You win one person, two persons, three persons. And all of a sudden, boom, you are an amazing big church. This is a principle It works all the time, from all the generations to come. You know, um, my parents have been farmers, and we had a big, huge garden. Unfortunately, the garden was too big. I hated it when I was a teenager. Because everyone was swimming, and I was in the garden of, of, of uh, doing garden work. It's cool if, you are, if you're bored in your life. If you have kids, that's good, because you need something with school. But I don't like it. And my mom always gave me a a, a small piece of the garden. And every spring she said to me, choose your seeds. And I choose always carrots. And every spring I saw carrots, seeds in the ground. Because I know if I, when the harvest of carrots will come, I will never use a glass. Because carrots are very good for your eyes, right? And I learned a very simple principle. Are you ready? Whatever I plant is what I will reap. If you sow nothing, don't be shocked. Don't be surprised when the harvest is also nothing. If you plant a lot of carrots, don't be surprised when there's over a lot of carrots, right? The Bible says in yeah, Genesis and now in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 do not be deceived, God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. And so many Christians think, Pastor Leo, I never experienced a miracle. Why in the world? Where are the miracles? My question is always, have you sown something in your life? Have you given money? Being a volunteer? You read the Bible, you are worshiping. Have you done anything? Are you a Kumbaya Christians? You're sitting on a ponty and you're waiting for a miracle. And this is a principle that works all the time. And now here comes the coolest part. What I learned from my parents. Are you ready? It's already in the Bible. It's actually you always read more than you have sown. And that's the moment when everyone goes crazy because we wanna we wanna have a blessing, right? We want to be successful. And you always read more. Then you have sown. Check this out. When I saw one carrot, the Bible says in Mark chapter 4 verse 8, still all the seal fell on good soil, it came and grew up, it produced a crop, so multiply 30 out of one carrot seed, 30 carrots. Out of one seed, 60 of one seed, one hundred times. That's the moment. Whenever I preach that Bible verse, people go crazy. Come on, you are crazy. You cannot see. Oh my gosh, you're crazy. Hey, that's good news. Do you understand? You can never outgive God. God is always the bigger giver. Come on, always, always, always. If you sow nothing. Your harvest, sorry about, it's zero, nothing. Don't be ever surprised. But I learned that. And that's why I was always so happy. Two moments is so cool. Sowing is so cool. Come on, I can sow. Harvest is even cooler. But between sowing and and reaping, the waiting process, that's a challenge, right? But when you sow, That's such a cool moment. Hey, I would love to share with you this principle. Are you ready? For more than 35 years, I mean, sometimes I tell you a story. I said that last year I learned to eat more healthy. I reduced the sugar and the the bread. And people say, oh, my gosh. But now I want to teach you something. I am doing this for more than 35 years. That means I'm not young anymore. I'm small, still small, but not young anymore. And for 35 years... Every month, by decision, I saw in the kingdom of God, in all my 35 years, and I'm not saying this because I'm a pastor, it's a principle, it works all the time. Are you ready? God gives you an income. If you are a student, a student income, or a Swiss income, or international income, whatever, and the income is like 100%, you, it belongs to you, right? Right? But then you study the Old and the New Testament and the Bible says give 10% to the church where you are fed. And that's always a very shocking moment. 10%? Please understand the word 10 means in the Bible always a test. God belongs everything already, right? God doesn't need more money because he's the money man. But the word 10 means test, it's not that I test God, God is testing us and saying, I'm really looking forward if you really believe me. But if you are a Swiss guy, you can calculate, you will figure out very fast 10% in the thinking of a Swiss person, it's too much, right? 10% it hurts. Why not 2%? 10% boom, hurts, right? And now when I was 18 years, I read Maliaki for my very first time and I want to read it to you guys and give you a revelation that God gave me a new understanding why sowing and reaping is a never-ending story. Bring the whole tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Now come third, test me. Giving 10% means God is testing me. But here the Bible is saying, I can test God as well. God is saying, challenge the challenger. Have you ever heard that word? Challenge the holy challenger, God. It's in my Bible. says the Lord Almighty. And see, if you will not throw open the floodgates of heaven, And pour out so much blessing that there will be no room enough to store it. And that's the moment when I read it as a Swiss guy, I freak out. It's the same principle 30, 60, and 100 times. Now, when I teach those things, people are always, oh my gosh, 10%. Oh my gosh, it's better I don't attend the church. But here's the point. God is always the bigger giver, right? And going back to the illustration, when I give 10% in the trust to God Almighty, you open the floodgates of heaven where? In your giving. And that's the floodgate. The floodgate is not, oh, over Valley Zealand, boom, everyone is blessed. It's your income. You open the floodgates in your income, And now the blessing of God comes through that 10%. And the Bible says, you will not have enough room anymore to store it. And I'm doing this in 35 years. Every single month, if it's the Old or New Testament, I don't care. It works very well. Now, check this out. If I challenge you to give an offering, you should applause because I give you the opportunity that God opens the floodgates in your life. Can I hear an amen? Hey, just think the opposite of me. Oh, I need your money for the LED. No, we don't need the money. I wanna see that the floodgates in your life is open. It's about you. Giving, it's always about you. You open the floodgates of heaven. And I wrote a a, a title, Position Yourself for God's Double Blessing. Why God's Double Blessing? I know some people right now say, Pastor Leo, I love you. But when it comes to money and sex, I don't like you. Hey, listen. It can be that you give your tithes for a year and you don't experience a miracle. I I had the same season in my life. But position your life for a double blessing means, in Matthew chapter six, verse 20, but store up yourself treasures in heaven. When you give, it's not only here on earth, you store up treasures in heaven. Do you know that? Even if you don't experience any miracle, any provision, nothing on earth, there's a double blessing either God bless me on earth if yes praise the Lord if no there is a heaven and I hope you will not arrive in heaven and there is no treasure with your name that will be a shame hey a lot of people will live and there is no heaven But eternity means there is a benefit for those people. They're running after the kingdom of God. Are you storing up treasures in heaven? Is a Swiss question. I hope, yes, you have already. And there's even more. That's why it's a double blessing. That's so cool. Now, listen. A lot of people say, I cannot afford giving 10%. I'm earning not enough or I have my... My senior bonus, whatever. John David Rockefeller. And I want to read you a quote. And that quote is so inspiring. I never would have been able to tithe for the first million. Check out, God is cool. He starts always with a little bit. He said, if I not had learned to give my tithes when I earned $1.50 a week, I was never able to give for $1 100,000, everyone you start with small. When you see all the big brands around the world like Google, Harley-Davidson, Mattel, here's a picture. Do you know how they started? In a garage. Nobody built in the Silicon Valley a two billion building. Now we see the building, we see the building of Google and Harley, oh my gosh, I wanna have the same company. Starts always in the garage. What's about Coca-Cola? The most healthy drink on planet Earth, besides water. They sold in the first year 25 bottles. And here is my point, if you're saying, I don't earn enough, just a small amount, be happy. Because if you're earning $100, 10% to give away, it's easier than you're earning $1 million a year That's the moment you start to sweat. And the Bible is saying, bring the whole tithe. Don't start to cheat if you earn a million. (laughs) I love God. He's so cool. He knows exactly how we work. And here's the point. Sowing and reaping, it's a never-ending story. That's the covenant of God. Now comes my question. What is the message for us as a church uh, for the next season? And Simon Lemley, he want to share with you guys. God has given us a new seed, a new opportunity, right? Yes. And we are in the same position again to trust God because out of something small becomes something big. And
2: here is the story of what we do. Thank you, Leo. Church. I love your message. I would like to show you what successful sowing means for us as a church. Are you ready? You are part of that church. Are you ready? Successful sowing for all of us. We reach We raised in our reach campaign in 2020 890,000 Swiss francs, and we invested in very, very strong projects. And now in 2021, we are raising 1 million and Swiss francs. Never before in the history of our church, have we raised such a high amount unless we were raising for money for a building. So why we are doing this? We. believe. That if you bring your seed into the church and I bring my seed into the church together, we can earn a bigger harvest than alone. And for us, sowing means in this season investing in the online church. And I will give you some insight what happens the last months, weeks in our staff. We have the live celebration. You're sitting in a live celebration, and I tell you, which has massively increased in complexity through this fusion with the online celebration. Then we have the online church. It's new for us. We have the microchurch. It's also new for us. It's kind of a church planting based on, on, uh, on online. We still do TV. TV is reaching thousands of people still and YouTube and podcasts I tell you, we are reaching more people around the world than ever before with these new online channels. And we are really, really humbled by that, thankful by that. It's really crazy what's going on. Now listen, because of this increase in complexity, we need also to increase the number of specialists, of course, because it just, it just was too much for us. So we hired in the last month nine new people only in this area of online. And that's crazy. Such a growth in a time like this, Corona time, we just grow and can invest in this area. Is that not crazy? That's a miracle, I tell you. Of course, in addition, these people, in addition to all other key people, most whom have been working for 10, 15, 20 years, like Marco, like Kevin, like Silas, like Timo, you name it, guys, Love you, all the respect to you. It's really, really amazing. In addition to all that key peoples, we hired nine people and when people ask me why we have been so effective during Corona season, I tell them, we were ready, we were ready. We have been working on this ground, the ground of technology for the last 25 years. Many times we gave everything to invest in technology and its specialists. And we were ready when the lockdown lockdown was called out to stream the gospel in a very high quality. And a lot of people, thousands of people could benefit from what we have been investing for years. This is not happening overnight. This is soil faithful worked on, sowed. And then we could now harvest. And yes, now we can applaud ourselves. That's a success story. That's a success story. We, we, we saw it in the right things. I'm very happy about that. But we will not stop there. There is a new technology around the corner. It's called XR. You heard about that, extended reality. And we will listen, hold yourself and you at your seat. We will build an XR studio in the club. And we will invest around a million Swiss francs in that new technology and also in content creator and people who can manage that. And I tell you, that's crazy. I know. Investing, but we do nothing else than what we did the last 25 years. Investing in technology, because we see, we say we are a relevant church, and technology is just one part of it. Amen. So, looking at the way we are sowing, we don't know exactly the outcome. Yes, it is like that. We don't know for sure if it will work, but it's something we feel we should do. This is the next seed to plant, but the harvest we can't. We, can't, uh, not, we, we, we can only guess. What will come out of it? Look, in all that not knowing, in all that doubting, we are also, we as leaders, we are also in that. It brings us to our knees. It makes us dependent to Jesus Christ. And it's so good, like Leo said in the beginning, it's good to know that Jesus is in all of that with us. Come on, thank, thank you, Leo.
0: Come on. Come on, the biggest, biggest expansion ever. Hey, I hope you understand the principle of sowing and reaping is a never ending story. Actually, it can be that you're sitting here, God is saying you're the next influencer. Don't wait until you have millions of followers. It's that easy, go out and create the first post. God is saying maybe start a company. It starts with the first idea, with the first contract, right? So it's always very small if you pray, For a blessing, God will never give you a perfect tree with all the fruits on and say, you don't just only have to pick and enjoy the harvest. No, God always gives you a seed in your hand. Maybe God gives you a dream to start a church. He will not give you a church with the building with five millions on a bank account and 5,000 small groups. Never. He says, go out, win one person for Christ then the next start one small group, two small groups, and out of the three small groups, it grows and becomes a church. It's a never ending story. It's always the same principle. But I want to encourage you right now with be patient and not give up. Why I'm saying that? Here is the biggest challenge. Between sowing and reaping, it's always a distance of one year, five years, 10 years. Moses waited 40 years. You can imagine how many people in the Bible that waited years and years and years, and they've never seen a breakthrough. And here's the point: don't give up. Galatians chapter six, verse nine: Let us not become weary of doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. You know what you're doing in waiting? My mom said, Leo, when you plant your carrots and the sun is out, you need some water. You have to watering the seeds. Watering means prayer. We pray that the seed we have sown will be so anointed that we will experience a harvest because the harvest is still a miracle You know that we had a horrible summer in Switzerland, right? A lot of rain, hail. The hail killed all the cherries. Do you know that? All the cherries are killed in Switzerland because of the hailstorm. That means harvest is not just happens anyhow. It's a miracle. In the waiting process, pray for your church. Pray for Instagram. (laughs) Pray for your husband pray for your kids and while you're waiting God is doing something inside of you that means the roots are not ready yet for the breakthrough God knows when the moment comes and there's a breakthrough